This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Cynthia Freeland, she is from NFL Network, NFL Next Gen Stats. Love having her on the show. Cynthia, how are you today? How are you doing? I'm doing great, thanks. How are you? We're good. We're window shopping on the rest of the league right now. Depression (laughs) sets in around now in Cleveland when we see everybody else in the playoffs except for us, and we can sit and dream about. Well, at least we had one dream since, you know, the team came back in 99, but now that seems like it was a long (laughs) way away. Isn't this a sad story? A lot of teams are all window shopping now, too. There's only four left, so it's not like it's not like it's not like it's not that much FOMO. It's less FOMO now. We, in Cleveland, we're really, really good at window shopping. We've been doing this for a oh, long perfect. time. So, I don't. If you like something, let me know. We'll go in the store, and, but we can't afford it to buy it. So everyone else gets it. <laughs> hey, uh, what are your thoughts on the Browns right now, too? Especially after hiring Jim Schwartz as defensive coordinator, and where this team could go next year on the defensive side of the ball. Well, look, Jim Schwartz is an, an epic defensive coordinator. You've seen a lot of great things. I mean, Philadelphia can tell you there's a lot of positivity there. This is a great defense. There's a lot of good pieces and. I understand that it's not fun to talk about, you know, free agency and the draft quite yet because we haven't even gotten to the Super Bowl yet. But at some level, it's smart to have such an adult in the room to be able to figure this out early, work with a great front office staff and kind of create the right sets of circumstances so you get exactly who you want. So I think it's a really smart hire. I think he's a time-tested, proven guy. And I think it's going to be interesting to see how everything fits together, considering you have like a very forward-thinking head coach with a defensive coordinator who has so much experience. So it's a nice kind of mixture of a lot of different things. Cynthia, you look at the smart stuff in the National Football League, dig into the numbers. You do a great job of it. Are the Browns your poster children for analytics in the NFL? Because we're pointed in the direction that they are huge on analytics. From your standpoint, is that true? And does it work for It you? is true. And they're great at it. They've done a really nice job of making – I mean, look at the difference between – you know, there was a few years ago where the postseason wasn't even a realistic opportunity. And now, I mean, you're window shopping and you're sad, but sometimes you're more sad because you know it could, what could have been, right? So, you know, you have the pieces there. So I think it's it's one of the best analytics staff, like the, the kind of the pioneer one in the league, is, especially to – 
kind of put their flag in the ground and say, you know, we're going to do this. So I think it just, you know, like everything else, it takes a little bit of time and it takes a little bit of patience. And, you know, <laughs> then the other teams in the league, they also started to get analytics front offices that are pretty strong as well. And even one in your division, like the Ravens have a really strong analytics department and the Bengals are getting better at it and the Steelers are too. So, you know, you, you led by example, but then unfortunately people come and take the example from you. <laughs> Cynthia, is there an area where analytics play a bigger role? Is it draft day? Is it assembling your roster? Is it play calling? Or is it just a, a general, uh, is it throughout your entire organization? Well, your talent really dictates where it's most effective and efficient for you. If you have someone who's very good at being able to communicate and work with the coach to listen to what the coach wants to do, and you can get better free agents, then that tends to be where you see it. If you have one who's a better, you know, in-game kind of game manager, like, you know, actually it's a really good example with the 49ers versus the Eagles. The Eagles, they've been the best at fourth down decisions, go for it decisions types of things this season. And the San Francisco 49ers are about, maybe 10th so if there's an opportunity where it's close in the late like later in the game they maybe have a little more confidence in their fourth down call you know everything reinforces each other right if you're good at something you have more confidence in it if you practice something more you feel stronger about it so it's really more about who you're it's like everything else if you have a really strong quarterback then it's going to look like one thing if you have really good defensive end it's going to look like another if you have you know a, a different type of system they all have to work together. So it's really where you have a strong mind who's able to communicate and also listen to what coaches and front office staff want to do. Cynthia, where do you think it worked best for the Browns this year when you look at analytics? And I mean, it's fun. I love looking at the next gen stats when he shows me how fast Nick Chubb's sure. running on a, on a single play. Like, I think that's awesome. I'm like comparing him to a car and stuff. But yeah. Uh, um, but just when you look at the Browns this year, where is it working to kind of get through the fact that you're trying to get more wins on the, on the board, but you know, where do you think it's working? Well, one of the, very, I really liked, like people kind of underestimate the importance of a backup quarterback, not only to like get win, get, get wins for you if they have to come in, but also to be able to run the offense of the other team for your starting defense and to be able to be smart enough and have like the right strategy and the, to be able to like have the right sets of skills to, like there's two kind of strategies you could either have someone who's very similar to your starting quarterback or someone who's very set different so you could sneak on an opposing defense right but I think that the Browns did a really nice job of figuring that out the O-line also I will never ever ever like I love a good O-line that's probably my favorite like if you want to improve your team fast get a great O-line so they did a great job with that and it's going to sound weird because a lot of analytics people say that running back doesn't matter but Nick Chubb absolutely matters and makes a huge difference so getting the right situation for him to succeed was also really, really important as well. What about a D-line? Because ours wasn't good. Give me some <laughs> analytical data on the D-line because, by God, we need some here. <laughs> well, the reality is, is you have some really, like, to get the right edge rusher is a really, like, important part. Now, you have to fill it in with some other pieces because it's not just one person that can really wreak havoc. I mean, your guy can. He's a wrecking ball. But at the end of the day, you need to get some more supporting cast. And the good news is, is in this draft that you could get, like, really smart picks in this draft for, you know, maybe not like you don't even need a number one edge rusher. You already have that. But the other pieces around him, and maybe even be more of like a rotational, maybe not a guys who play every down. This, this draft, I've been talking to a lot of scouts and doing my own work, 
seems like there's a number of guys who are going to be really, really strong role players right away. And that's actually really smart. You could create the right sets of circumstances where, you know, it's maybe not an every down guy, but like you have your third down guy or you have your base down guy. And it really becomes a lot better quickly because you guys in particular in that division, stopping the run and assuming Lamar Jackson comes back twice a year, like that's two games right there. That's going to be an important one. Cynthia, you brought up Nick Chubb. Do you, do you think the Browns should use him more? They use him a lot. Third in carries. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I, I don't know about more. Um, I I think he's like, like if I had to say like something to like not like don't tip the apple cart on that one. Like I think Nick Chubb's act, like very very good, like excellent, and I think the strategy is good with him, and I think it's going to look a lot better next year. You don't have to create to craft two separate offenses, one for one quarterback, one for the other. I like a backup quarterback, but I don't like when they have to play for that many games. All right, you said, um, you know, you like a good offensive line. Can you explain to me how the Bengals have been able to do what they've been able to do? And I mean, that was amazing this weekend. And uh, yeah. let's I, the, the one stat that sticks out here is the Bengals haven't lost since they played the Browns on Halloween. Which and, is wild. Which is amazing. It's gonna, it's gonna, this, this week's going to be an interesting task because, you know, the Bills, when they lost Vaughn Miller, they went from top seven in the league in terms of generating pressure to, like, bottom seven. So – you know, that's a huge difference maker right there. It also helps when you're able to run the ball effectively. And you saw Joe Mixon be able to yeah. just, like, you know, have his way with whatever was going on with that Bill Trent. So those two things working together in that particular game, that was where that was where those two things went together really well. But, I mean, look, Joe Mixon could be the one of the linchpins to this game, too, right? If, he can, if they can keep Joe Mixon on base downs especially, like, if you're not in third and 22 like the Bills were all last game, then then they absolutely can't, you know, that's going to be how they beat Kansas City. You know, I, I, it, like, that's, that's going to be it. Cynthia Freeland joining us, NFL Network. You do a great job, by the way, on, on all the – Thank you. I, I watch you on the pregame show all the time. You guys do a great job on that. The Browns had Deshaun Watson step in after 11 games of Jacoby Brissett. Numbers-wise, it appeared that Jacoby performed a lot better than Deshaun Watson. Uh, is that accurate? And do you think that Deshaun Watson can become the quarterback that he was in Houston? Well, I think he could, like to me, the quarterback he was in Houston. I think he can become better than that. So, to answer your first question, though, first, um, yeah, Jacoby Brissett had a better statistical season and he had more wins. But Jacoby Brissett also has been playing in you know the past two seasons. It's hard to not play. Like this league changes year over year. The number of you know, just look at the number of stimulated pressures that compared to the last time he played. Like, that's like a new trend that he hasn't seen that before. And then, by the way, the leverages are totally different. People will come out and what looks like cover two and actually not be playing that, right? So, at the end of the day, I, I just don't think, like, not to say that, like, I'm not looking at Deshaun's stats and saying, like, okay, there's room for improvement because I don't think anyone would say that that was great. It wasn't a great start, but I do think that, you have to put it in context. So much has changed. So it's a totally different system, totally different playbook. He hasn't seen, he hasn't been hit in years, right? So, like game speed. So, in my opinion, in my estimation, I think he can become. I think he has a much better coaching staff now. I will give Kevin Stefanski all of his flowers, which I think he absolutely deserves, and he'll be better. They just need to like be able to. You have to be able to practice. You have to be able to create some chemistry with. Like, what are you at? Like. He was kind of asked to do something that was 
pretty difficult. Like, <laughs> there's 11 games in, in preseason and, you know, OTAs, all the stuff that starts, like, basically right now that he couldn't participate in, right? So, essentially, you're asking a guy who's not even preseason ready to play game speed. So, in my opinion, I think he'll be better. It's just, you know, you got to kind of – I'm not going to uh, – asterisks. Like, this season, asterisks. Like, eh, move on. Like, like just – we can scrap most of that. Cynthia, you just said good things about Kevin Stefanski. What what makes mm-hmm. you say that? And I'm I'm with you on that. I I think he can become a really good NFL head coach. But what makes you say that? When I look at how, like, a, to me, the best coaches, there's two things that happen. Like, you if if you gave everyone mm, the Eagles O line and a healthy Patrick Mahomes and all of San Francisco's weapons and you know like the best then it's much easier to be a really good head coach. But if you're trying to create something from the situation he started in and you're having to build from the, like, from the, like, brick by brick by brick by brick, that's a hard task. And when I look to see how he's crafted the right, like, people, circumstances, and situations, like, you're asking the thing that they're doing and you're expecting to, like, make their positives be even more positive. He's done that exceptionally well. That's the thing. He, like, it's not like you and, and and I don't think I'm saying something that's going to surprise people. You don't have the best wide receiving core in the league. You have Amari Cooper is a great offseason acquisition, but you need a couple more guys to throw the ball to. It's just the truth. Like, look at this league, right? Like, look at look at how many pass catchers. Like Patrick Mahomes this year had to throw to like 12 different guys, and he's like the best quarterback in the league, probable MVP, right? So it's not easy. You need multiple. And so he's had to build it brick by brick and create around really extenuating circumstances. So, like, like what are we talking about? He's a great coach. Hmm. All right, Cynthia, let me let me wrap it up with this. You got two games this weekend. You got the NFC and the AFC. Um, just your your thoughts on who you like in both these games? You know, Niners, Eagles, and Bengals, Chiefs. <laughs> so I'm not going to be very popular because I'm picking both upsets. I think that the Niners. I know everyone thinks, oh, there's never been a rookie quarterback to go to the Super Bowl. Okay, but, like, look at all of the other weapons that he has. Like, that's an incredible – and he has the best left tackle in the game. And that defense is just nasty, especially up front. So, I think it's going to be not- – and nothing against the Eagles. They've got a really great team as well. I just think that for whatever reason, the number of, like, different areas where this 49ers team – like, I just think Kyle Shanahan's going to be able to out-scheme – you know, Vontae Maddox wasn't playing last game. A slot, like a slot corner is a huge deal in this league right now. Absolutely, like, really important. And if he's not 100%, that's going to be something where, like, Debo or George Kittle just gets, gets, gets out there and comes, you know, comes alive. And I am a little worried about Patrick Mahomes in the second game. High ankle sprains are nothing to mess with. But I just think that you give Andy Reid an opportunity – to get back on, hey, like, look, Lu- Luana Rumo has been one of the best defensive coordinators in terms of adjustments in second halves, especially against Patrick Mahomes. But you give Andy Reid a minute to, to figure this out, especially when he's forced to use his running backs more. And I just got to give it to Andy, like Andy Reid's coaching in, in that situation. So, but I think both AFC teams are, like, wh- whichever the AFC representative is, both are stronger than the NFC teams. Like, it's just, it's, it's, it's just not even close. Gotcha. So, Cynthia, you're leading Niners Chiefs. That's right. Niners Chiefs, and I think the Chiefs take it all. All right. There you go. Cynthia, thank you. We love having you on the show. Thanks for all the insight. Thanks, Cynthia. Yeah, thanks for having me. Have a great week. You too. We're watching on NFL Network as well. Thanks, Cynthia. Thanks.
Mm-hmm. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Cynthia Freeland, NFL Network, nice enough to join us, does a lot of stuff with NFL Next Gen Sats as well. So uh, she was on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Huh. What'd you- okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 